Hello, everybody. Dr. Lonnie Stewart here from the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. Are you a physical therapy student about to start studying for the National Physical Therapy Examination? Or maybe you're a professor, a program director, or a clinical instructor who teaches DPT students preparing for the NPTE? Either way, we would recommend checking out our sponsor, NPTE Final Frontier, and the community they've built around preparing for and succeeding on the NPTE. That exam and the preparation that goes along with it can be long, tedious, difficult, and stress-inducing, but it doesn't have to be. NPTE Final Frontier has the tactics and resources to help address all of the usual barriers. They even have scholarships to help with NPTE study courses, FSBPT registration fees, and even research opportunities. And if that's not enough, they're even donating to the very first annual HET Podcast Scholarship to be awarded at the end of every year. Go to NPTEFF.com for all of the details and use code HET for 10% off all purchases. Links to both the NPTE Final Frontier and their scholarship options are available in the show notes. And now, let's get ready to learn. Hello, everybody. Dr. F. Scott Field here, and welcome to another Teach Me Something Tuesday episode of the HET podcast. Today's Teach Me Something Tuesday is actually one in four. This will be a four-part series upcoming on master adaptive learning. So the term master, master adaptive learning or master, master adaptive learner, and that's a mouthful, uh, is really all about being curious and being a lifelong learner and learning how to kind of change and roll with it and go with the flow when it comes to your learning. This is very important when it comes to healthcare in general, because a lot of times it is a very fluid situation and things do change for the better and for the worse. And we as healthcare educators and students of healthcare need to be able to be very adaptive and, and learn to roll with things and just kind of figure things out and problem solve and become not only critical thinkers, but clinical thinkers. And so today's first part to this four-part series is the first step in becoming a master adaptive learner, and that is planning. Planning can be a little bit scary. Uh, if you're a type A personality, you like everything mapped out, you like the plan, this may be a little bit easy for you to follow. If you're not so much into planning and getting things prepared ahead of time, uh, this could be a little bit difficult. But the risk does outweigh the reward here. So leaning into it a little bit and learning is a good way to go about this I promise. In the first step of planning, there's really three portions to it. And there's, there's three steps we have to follow when it comes to planning. The first is to identify a gap in practice. And uh, if you think about writing a research paper, one of the first steps is trying to find a gap in the knowledge or the research that already exists. We want to find some, something that hasn't been done before and fill that void or that gap. When it comes to becoming a better learner, we have to look inward and kind of look at ourselves and identify a gap that we have in practice. And that can come in different forms, right? That can be a gap in knowledge. Maybe we just don't know what we don't know or we're not knowledgeable about a certain topic or a diagnosis or treatment, whatever it may be. Another way that, that we can identify the gap is skill. There could be a skill set that we just don't have, right? Uh, when I graduated uh, from my PT program back in the day, uh, I didn't have very great manipulation and, uh, and HVLAT skills. My hands weren't great. And, and I just didn't do many adjustments up until that point, right? So I took courses to kind of better myself on that and fill in that skill. 
Um, and over the years, my skill set grew and got better with the more reps I did. But it, it, it took time and me seeking things out to A, identify, hey, I don't have this skill set I need to get better at. The third possible opportunity for identifying a gap in practice could be in the form of attitude. Uh, a lot of times we can come into situations with biases and uh, a certain feeling or, or attitude about something or somebody or a technique, a skill set. We need to be open-minded and come at everything and approach it with an opportunity to learn. Even if we don't necessarily agree, it, it may still be good to hear out the full story and kind of make your own judgment based on that. And it does take a little bit of, uh, again, self-reflection, just knowing yourself and trying not to have a certain bias or attitude towards them. The second step in planning is really prioritizing one of these gaps. So we look at ourselves, we look inward, we look at areas of need. Then we say, okay, there's three or four things here that I really need work on. I need help on. I need to get better at this, 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 and this, right? A, B, C, and D. We now need to prioritize one of those gaps because again, you can't spread yourself too thin and try to work at everything all at once. You've got to prioritize and put the most important one first and really focus in and work on that until you get that skill set down or that knowledge gap down, or you've worked on the attitude to really get it, you know, to where it needs to be. And then we can work on moving to the next one. So it's, it's got to be really calculated and it has to be one at a time so that we're not trying to do too many things all at once. Then the third and final step becomes searching for an appropriate resource uh, necessary for learning these skills or, or this knowledge or this attitude change. That could be in the form of books. It could be in the form of research articles. Our resources could be mentors or professors or other classmates, peers, life experiences. There's uh, several different resources that we can seek out in order to learn and, and fill that knowledge gap or that skill set gap or that attitude gap and really make sure that we've exhausted all of our resources to get the best learning outcome that we possibly can. Planning is super important, right? When it, when it comes to ensuring that our learning efforts are really aligned with the areas in need of practice, right? Or change or improvement, right? We've got to set a plan and make sure that the things that we're about to do and the time we're about to invest and the resources we're about to invest in are all in alignment with what we're trying to accomplish, right? And there are a lot of skills in the learning phase that, you know, are important life skills, right? Including questioning, self-reflection, right? Prioritizing, goal setting, seeking out the resources, right? Those are super important. And oftentimes, uh, new learners, students, or, or, you know, new graduates or, or people who haven't done much uh, external learning and more uh, lifelong learning type skills and continuing education, they skip the planning phase and they go right into the work of doing the learning. Like, I'm not good at this. I just need to get this book and read it. Well, that's okay, right? But, but again, the planning part is so important because it really sets us up for success and not wasting time or not wasting money or resources to learn things that maybe we don't need to learn or learn from resources that maybe aren't something we need. You know, and there are ways to kind of speed up the timeline, but learning is a process and it does take time. So that's why it's important not to skip this first phase of planning in trying to become a master adaptive learner. 
So I hope that was helpful and we will see you on the next one, which is part two of this four-part series on becoming a master adaptive learner. Well, I hope that episode was entertaining as much as it was informational and educational. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, we ask you to please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. And please share out the episodes to those who you feel may be able to benefit from them. We also urge you to follow us on all social media platforms at HET Podcast and let us know what topics or experts you would like to hear from in future episodes. And just as a reminder, none of the information on today's show should be considered medical advice. It's simply infotainment or edutainment to help educate our audience. For medical advice, we always advise you to reach out to your preferred medical professionals, and we'll see you on the next show.